Hello and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Try Lawyer Podcast. I am your host, the Try Lawyer, Casey Arbenz. I am a father of two, a husband of only one, and an Ironman World Championship qualifier <laughs> twice, and I am racing 70.3 Washington tomorrow, and I am pumped, just uh, dropped my bike off, racked it, and got my gear, and I'm heading home, and gonna get a good night's rest, hopefully, and come out tomorrow to a <laughs> rather rainy and possibly fairly cold day. Uh, of, of racing in the Pacific North, Northwest of the United States, but, and I'll admit, probably the first time in my life where I haven't been quite as pumped for a race just because of the weather, and then uh, I watched 70.3 Worlds today, this morning, and then came here and checked my stuff, and man, I'm jonesing right now. It's, uh, you know, it's funny how just getting kind of back into the groove or seeing a race or whatever will get you pumped and Regardless of the conditions, I mean, it's Ironman, right? It's half Ironman. It's triathlon. It's supposed to be hard. Um, you know, the rain, the weather, the things you can't control, uh, how you feel on any given day. You can't control it. So what do you do? You just make the best of it. And uh, that's what I plan to do tomorrow. My PB on a 7.3 is a 4.59 and change. So I'd be, po- I'd be pumped tomorrow to, uh, to get a PB. There's really no reason I won't. Uh, in terms of, um, you know, anything except, I don't know, you know, I don't know where I am, um, but I don't think the weather will slow me down. In fact, most of my racing has been in hot races and, um, this is an opportunity to have a little bit cooler weather and and really no excuses. So, um, I'm excited to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to try some new strategies. I'm going to go out harder on the swim than I've ever gone out before. Uh, you know, the first triathlon I ever did, I didn't really train. I was a sprint, of course, and um, I stupidly thought, well, you know, I could just go out really hard on the swim. It's only 800, and about 100 into it, I was, you know, feeling like I was going to drown, had the, the panic moment that a lot of people have, was hanging on the buoy, hanging on a uh, guy's, uh, you know, uh, paddleboard, and uh, ever since then, I've kind of just gone out real easy. Uh, the first hundred or two, kind of find my rhythm, find my stroke, find my breathing, and cruised, and then picked it up as I felt better. And I, I really think that I can. I swim enough now. I swim enough in the lake uh, where I go out really hard. Uh, I swim enough, you know, in the pool where I'm doing 25s and 50s that I think I can go out pretty hard and, and kind of test myself. And if I have to pull back a little, that's fine. But I don't think I don't think I'll go into a panic or anything like that. So, but I always get a little adrenaline spike right before the race, of course, and then that can, that can have an effect on um, your heart rate. And if you go out, that's what at least causes me to sort of freak out is when I go out so hard and my heart rate's already spiked because of the adrenaline and it gets too high and I feel like I'm, you know, just pure sucking pure wind. So I'm uh, going to do that tomorrow and it's going to be a wet bike ride and it'll be interesting to see how that plays into things. I, uh, you know, I, I usually, I love going fast. Of course, I've got a really fast bike, but 
I also don't want to die. I'm not in this to lose my life. So when it's wet, there's a few more variables and I'm on roads I've never been on before, depending on kind of the, the traction and the confidence I'm feeling, I may, you know, I may take it a little easy, um, pull back a couple percent and that may cost me a few minutes. But I think my running, just it's been a good summer of running for me. And while I haven't really done a great training plan leading up into this race, I, I've had a great summer of training, you know, capped off with an Ironman in, in late June. So here we are in mid-September. So I had all of July, which I kind of took off to, to recover. Um, had a good, very good uh, month of, of training in August. And so, I, you know, kind of kept it going in September and just tapered the last five or six days. And so I think I, I think I have it in me to go out and have a great run. And, you know, basically I'd love to break five hours. I'd love to be, get a PB. I would die to be sub 450 and it'd be kind of just inter- interesting to see, you know, I think I've got a faster bike than I've ever had on a 70.3 and I've got the Nike next percent shoes. So those should propel me a little bit. Um, I've never run even, even in a straight half marathon, I've never run sub 140. Uh, I've been like 140 on the dot, but I've never made it to the 130s. Um, and I, I really feel like I can't, I am capable of that, whether that will happen tomorrow. I don't know. I can't say I've done a ton of speed work and, uh, I can't say that I've really trained. Like, I guess I haven't prepared for this race. Like I might for a, for another race, just cause I had a really busy week at work. I went on a date last night with my wife and we had some wine and, my mom's flying into town today and I just got a lot going on and, uh, I, I'm just going to let the training dictate it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overdo it on any real race preparation. I mean, I know what I'm doing. Um, but a half Ironman, I don't think you, you got to overdo it on your nutrition. I'm going to do what I always do, which is drink a Coke at T2. Uh, I, I grab a, a flat bottle of Coke and I chug about half of it as I'm running out of transition and I chug the other half as I'm jogging the first half mile or so. And that in the past has always given me a jolt of, you know, six or seven miles at least where I feel just great. And, um, I tend to run pretty fast out of T2. I usually have to slow myself down a little bit and kind of depending on how I'm feeling tomorrow, I might just let it, I might just go with it. In fact, one of my fastest races, uh, I think it was my fastest run time. I did like a, a 141 and I just went out and I was running like 640s out of there, out of the gate. I knew I couldn't maintain it, but I just figured, dude, let's just log as many of these good miles as you can in the first three or four miles and then just do what you got to do to survive. And it was, I recall it being the hardest run I've ever had in a half Ironman, but I also had my best time. And so I don't like being miserable on these things, but I suppose it'll kind of come down to, all right. You know, if I have a good swim, I'd love to be in the 33s or so, um, maybe a little less if I go real hard. But usually I'm more like a 34, 35. Um, if I have a great bike and I'm under 230 and I'm doing quick transitions, which I expect to, if, I, if I'm, let's say I'm at 3.05, you know, I know that I only got to run at 155 to break five hours. Um, I'll probably not do that. I'll probably... Just know, okay, I think I can run, you know, an 840, let's say I, I can run 8-ish, 8.15 pace average, get a, a 145 and, and do a 450, like, and I'm probably not going to kill myself. Uh, I probably will choose that option. At the same time, if I get out of 
T2 and it's, you know, I'm 320 or 325 into the race. Um, I'm probably just going to see what happens. I'm just going to lay down the hammer and go and see if I can't pull a PB run to break five hours. So uh, that'll probably dictate it. And that's kind of silly uh, in some ways because who, who really cares about the, um, you know, the time when, when obviously there's conditions that are weighing into everything. Uh, at the same time, I got nothing to lose. Uh, I had a great year already and had a great Ironman. I'm going, I got qualified for Kona, so I'm going to that race whenever it happens. And so to me, it's just about just kind of having a fun day out there, no expectations about anything, and just let the training uh, be the guide. I put down a couple hundred calories per hour, maybe 300. I'm not going to overdo it. I don't think I need to. Um, I'm going to make it, I think I'm going to make a drink tonight that's got maybe uh, 400, maybe. Uh, I don't know, maybe not even that much. Uh, I may just, I might just go real light with my stuff and just do one, you know, with say two, 250 to get me to the first aid station and then grab another Gatorade Endurance um, at each aid station and, and pretty much call it good, maybe a gel or two. Uh, but I don't want to overdo it, and then I'll have that big Coke, and, uh, you know, then just kind of do whatever I need to do to survive on the run. But uh, So no real race plan other than just sort of doing going by feel and no real expectations. And it'll be interesting to listen to this podcast uh, after the race and think about, all right, well, that was <laughs> really stupid, uh, or it was really awesome, and I had a great race. So excited about that. And like I say, a lot of that is is based on, premised on, uh, how much fun I had watching the Half Ironman World Championships this morning. I mean, hats off, uh, Gustav Eden. I mean, I'm not necessarily a huge fan. I don't know why. Just, I don't, I don't know much about him. And he won the last uh, 70.3 Worlds we had, and I kind of felt the same way. Um, two years later, I don't know much more about him, um, except that obviously he's very good and very fast disappointing that Lionel Sanders wasn't there because I think it, I thought it made sense when he withdrew. Uh, but now looking at the way that the race shaped up, I, I think he probably knows he made a mistake. He should have been there. He would have, I would think podiumed, uh, if not had a chance to at least get second, if not first, because the yo, 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 the big unit came, I mean, just impressive race. And I'm actually looking forward to watching it again with a little more focus on, on his race. Uh, looks like he had a really good swim, a crushing bike ride, and then had a hell of a good uh, run to, to end up second place in Worlds, which I don't think anybody would have real, realistically predicted given that field. Um, and so that's that's the race of the day uh, as far as I'm concerned with on the men's side. And then on the women's side, uh, I'm pumped for Lucy Charles. I'm a big fan. always have been. She's had, you know, she's been second place at, at uh, Ironman Worlds three times, uh, including the year I was there in 19. And to see her get a world championship finally uh, is awesome. She crushed everybody. Did a four-hour half. I think Taylor Nib. Uh, well, actually, I think Taylor Nib ended up in third. Um, I think uh, I, I forget at the moment who came in second, but they were both six and seven minutes behind uh, Lucy. And then uh, Daniela Reeve had a had a rough day and ended up in like 11th place. So clearly something's not quite right with her, but um, I was, I was pumped for Lucy. And then Taylor Nib is kind of my new hero, just being an American, what she did at the Olympics and then seeing 
you know, what she's done um, since then with the Collins Cup and then this race and Worlds is huge. She's doing all of it on a road bike, which is insanity, I mean, truly. So, anyway, um, I am pumped, and the hand's in the barn, and it's go time, baby. So, this has been another episode of the Tri-Lawyer Podcast. It's your host, Casey Arbenz. I am out.